Aloha, welcome to Succeed with Soul. I'm Natasha Lindor, your guide to gathering the courage to be who you really are. Get ready to lead, love, and live on your terms. You, I'm not worried about. I know you'll be able to figure out something great. It's some of these others that I'm worried about. That was the career advice that I got from my grad school advisor. Now, he wasn't wrong, but some actual concrete advice would have been nice. It would have saved me a lot of stress and self-doubt and just swirling around and spending time on things that weren't a fit for me. Unlike that guy, I want to make sure that you have what you need to be more than your job title, to have a life that you love. And to succeed with soul and live this life of your dreams, you need to have the right kind of support. You know, just having some kind of support, like, you know, a random advisor who gives you some, you know, just like this little vote of confidence, but not very much direction, doesn't really cut it. At least if you want to succeed with soul and not stress yourself out on the way to your success. And in episode 10, you learned about the five types of reinforcement you can leverage to stay in the lane of joyful productivity and possibility. Now, today, I want to talk about specific questions to ask before investing your time, money, or energy into a relationship with someone to help you with a goal. And more, more importantly, it's, it's about managing your time and energy because money you can always make more of. Time and energy, especially time, once it's gone, it's gone. You can't like make more time. So let's today talk about some, some questions that you can ask because when you have the right reinforcement to help you gather the courage to be who you really are and do what you truly want to do that really lights you up, you unlock like this magical, you know, um, it, it's not magic, but it feels like magic in terms of the amount of, oh my gosh, I can't believe life could be this good moments and opportunities and relationships and everything about life, work and love feels so much easier when you have the right support in your life. Why? Because the right enforcement helps you dwell on your dream and not the dread. Okay, the stress is going to be guaranteed in life. There will always be some kind of stressors out there. The suffering is optional. In the last episode, you heard about those five types of people who can help you stay in this lane of joyful productivity and possibility. Consultant, therapist, coach, mentor, and friend or family member. So let's talk about what to ask to get the support you need to dwell on your dream, not the dread. First up, friends and family members. So in the case of uh, friends and family, your best bet is to make a specific request. So when you think about, you know, enlisting friends and family to support you with a goal, I want you to think, be specific. This helps you dwell on your dream, not the dread. And so specifically, you know, because the thing about friends and family, they can unintentionally bring in their own biases. So 
you got to be really specific about what you're looking for, what specific help you'd like. So you want to say something like, I am looking to whatever your goal is. So I'm looking to find a new job and I would really love your support. And then you want to tell them why you want that their support and make a specific request, you know. You know, Sam, you're so great with details. I'm always so amazed at how you can logically put things together so easily. You live with me, you spend all this time with me, and you and I realize how much of a demon I can be because of my work stress and I'm doing I want to do something to change it. So, I'm committed to finding a better work situation. Would you be willing to help me out with this by proofing my resume this week? So, you're asking something very specific honoring them, letting them know about, you know, what you appreciate about them, again, being specific. So the key with friends and family, be specific. Be specific about what you're looking for. Be specific about why why you're asking them. Be specific about how the change that you're looking to make is going to improve your, your relationship with them. So then it creates like this space for a win-win situation, they can like suspend their biases so so you can get the help that you need. You know, again, focus on the dream, you know, dwell on the dream, not the dread. Now, I realize, you know, you might be thinking, well, you know, sometimes I'm not getting the support I want. And, um, and, and that's the reality with friends and family is that it's usually unintentional. Um, in terms of what they're saying to you, or they might not even be aware that by offering their opinion, they're actually doing more harm than good. So if you start to feel like what someone is sharing with you is totally landing with you the wrong way, then remember to dwell on your dream and not the dread. So specifically, you would say to them something like, you know, thank them for sharing their two cents. And then that you understand their opinion, then let them know what would be most helpful. So in the scenario of you asking for help with your job search, you might say something like, you know, Sam, I really appreciate you sharing your opinion that, um, you know, written like resumes aren't needed for a job search and people can find a job without having a resume. And, um, you know, I totally get that that's your opinion. You know, what I what would be really most helpful for me because of the type of work I'm looking for would be to get your eyes on this resume. I know that's not what your experience has been, but that would be really mean a lot to me if you could do that. Would you be willing to do that? So again, you are acknowledging what their opinion is. You're not discounting it because you know what? It's their opinion. They're totally entitled to their own opinion. And then you're also being specific on what you want. So you're not dwelling on the dread. Dwelling on the dread would be focusing on all the reasons why you think Sam is wrong about, um, you know, the fact that there he does. You don't need a resume to find a job and all of that. So you want to keep focused on your dream and uh, be specific to keep your friend and family member on board. So. When you're asking a friend or family member for help, you want to be specific. Make a specific request. You want to be specific about what you're trying to accomplish, you know, to find a job or whatever. Be specific about why specifically you want their support. Make a specific request about how you see them or how you would like them to help you. And 
in the case where they try to derail or they say something that doesn't land with you the right way and feels like it's pointing to why you won't succeed or it feels other, you know, something that feels unsupportive, then you also want to keep your focus on your dream and keep their focus on your dream by acknowledging what they said, you know, they're entitled to their opinion and letting them know that, hey, this is really how you can support me right here, right now. And then, of course, if they don't um, honor your request, then that means that they're, you need move on to find someone else who can support you, whether it's another friend or family member, or you can look to enlist a mentor. So mentors are you like your role models, you know, someone who's been there, done that, and is willing to show you the ropes. Now, the most important thing with a mentor is connection, you know, your connection to this person. So a mentor is going to give you opinions. They're going to give you their perspective. They're going to give you advice based on their experience. So you want to make sure you have connection with them. And so, um, and you want to make sure that you're not just reaching out to someone who just has, you know, in the job search example, who just hasn't found the kind of job that you want or has the career that you want, but somebody who's living in a way that you want to. So you might ask questions about, you know, what if anything could they change about their journey? What do they appreciate most about their life right now? Um, if they were in your shoes, how would they handle, you know, whatever your biggest challenge is at the moment? So if they were in your shoes, how would they handle um, getting your resume into the right hands of in the industry that you're looking to get into? Uh, what's the more, most important thing you've learned about X, so whatever the industry is that you're looking to get into or whatever your goal is. Um, and then also you want to get a sense for how much time they would have available to connect with you. So again, with a mentor, you're, you're focusing on your connection. Is it somebody that, yes, as a mentor, they're going to be someone who's going to give you advice and point you in the right direction, but you want to make sure that they're doing it in a way that feels good to you. So dwell on your dream, not the dread. So for example, let's say your your goal, your dream is to move to New York City and land a job in financial services. So not only do you want to find someone, a mentor who's done that, but someone, a mentor who is happy with their decision. The last thing you want is someone who made it but is bitter and jaded about their experience. You know, the reality is that if you really want it, you have the ability to create it. And those best mentors are those who will give you confidence in your dream and not derail you with a bunch of added self-doubt and negativity. You know, I remember one of my mentors when I very first started my career, she was very senior in the organization of a Fortune 500 company. And she, I'm so glad I had a mentor like her so early in my career because she really succeeded. I mean, she was a success in her career, very demanding career, but she didn't let life, um, she didn't let work overtake life. And she had a daughter that um, she had on her own and, you know, she made time for her daughter, even though she was in this 
very demanding position and just gave me some really great advice about my career and definitely much better advice than I got from my grad school advisor. All right, so with mentor, the name of the game with your mentor to find the right mentor for you is to focus on the connection. So you want to ask questions about what, what you know, um, they experienced during their journey, their advice for you, and just focus on the connection. How much time do they have to connect with you and how often? All right, so let's talk about, so we talked about friends and family. We're there. That's all about being specific with your mentor. The big part of that is the connection part of it and making sure that you're connecting with someone who is truly supportive of you and not um, jaded in terms of you know what their entire experience has been because you need examples of people who are happy and liking what they do. Sure, every day is not going to be like sunshine and roses, but overall that they have a good outlook and their lifestyle is similar to what you want to have. All right, so the last three that I want to talk about are consultant, therapist, and coach. So these are different than mentor and friends and family because these people have most likely are not going to be your friends and family or your mentor. These people are or these specialists have more defined expertise and there are people who you will pay to support you with your goals. So you want to make sure you invest wisely. So some questions that you want to ask a consultant therapist or coach center around two things, intention and logistics. Because chances are, you know, you've gone um, and had some information about whatever their expertise is. So whether it's a consultant or a therapist or a coach, you have an idea of what um, their expertise is. And so when you connect with them to learn if they're the right fit for you and your goals, you want to get some information about their intention. And when I say intention, I mean the energy behind what motivates them. You know, what's the motivation behind the work that they do, the process that they have? Um, so some questions that you can ask are, you know, what are your primary goals for your clients? You know, what types of results do your clients get from working with you? What do they say they most appreciate about working with you? What attracted you to this work? So here you're trying to get a sense of you know, where are they coming from in their work? Is this just um, something that they do or is it something that they're really passionate about? Why are they so passionate about it? Um, what kinds of results have they gotten? So you really want to make sure, and also you, as you're asking these questions, you want to make sure that whoever you're talking to, whether it's a consultant, therapist, or coach, understands your goals as well. Um, so, so you're checking for the fit here. Again, the intention, we're checking for intention. What's, what's the motivation for this person that you're looking to work with? And then logistics. So, you know, how specifically does working with you work? You know, what can I expect from working with you? So, you know, how many times will we meet? For how long? What if I need something in between sessions? So just having a sense for, you know, logistically, how is it going to work? Is it, you know, um, it, how is it going to fit into your life? How is it going to be able to help you? What amount of time can you 
are you going to be focusing on making this work with uh, doing this work with this consultant, therapist, or coach? So you really want to have a sense for the logistics here. So, and then one other thing too is, and, and I hesitate to give this as a question because sometimes this doesn't necessarily point to it being a good fit, but asking about their credentials, you know, um, you know, if it's a consultant, you know, what are their credentials? Do what certifications do they have? A therapist or a coach as well. The reason why I hesitate is there's there are professionals out there who have all the credentials, but they might not necessarily be the right fit for you. So you can ask this question, but know that some of the other pieces, the intention and the logistics really will help you have a feeling for whether this person is a good fit for you. So when it comes to making a decision about a consultant, therapist, or coach, you want to get a sense for the intention, so the primary goals for their client. You know, you want to get a sense for where they're coming from in their work. You want to make sure that this person understands your goals and you understand and have a feeling for where they're coming from in working with you. And then, of course, the logistics. How is it going to work? Now, I know what you're thinking at this point. You know, you're like, oh my gosh, what if I don't ask the right questions? You know, what if I end up with somebody who's not a fit? You know, there's so many people out there who can help me. What if I, you know, find the wrong person? And I totally understand. You know, I have gotten help from my fair share of family, friends, mentors, coaches, therapists, and consultants. Some have been really great and others not so much. So the questions I've shared with you here give you a good starting off point. You know, use them as a jumping off point. You know, trust yourself. Trust yourself. If a question pops into your mind, trust your curiosity. You know, don't worry about sounding stupid or, you know, anything like that because anyone that you would be working with on your goals you shouldn't be worried about them judging you. You really should feel like it's a safe zone because again, we want to dwell on your dream, not the dread. We don't want to add dread or stress to this relationship. So, um, you know, and the most important part here is to trust what comes up for you as you listen to the answers. As you're asking these questions, pay attention to what you're feeling, what you're sensing, you know, what's, you know, what's going on with it in your body, in your mind. And yes, you know, some of what you might hear may cause these alarms to go off. You know, like you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. And wow, they made that happen. I don't know if I can do that. You know, like all this chatter might might go on. Or, you know, it might be like, wow, that sounds so exciting. That could be me. Oh my gosh, it seems so scary. You know, and that's okay. You know, it's it's okay for those thoughts to be going on because especially if it's something new you haven't ever accomplished yet, it's going to feel scary. If it doesn't feel scary now, it's going to feel scary at some point. Um, But in those moments, dwell on the dream, not the dread. You know, focus on how you can tailor what they're telling you to something that still stretches you, but is more authentic to who you really are. You know, when I, I remember when I met with my my mentor uh, back early in my career, Sheila, I remember she said 
one of the pieces of advice that she had for me was to find a way to connect with my coworkers. And at the time, all of my coworkers, I was the most junior person on the team, and all my coworkers were, I don't know, like 20 to 30 years my senior, um, all mostly, actually all men. And, you know, I just graduated college and she was like, find a way to connect with them. And she's like, go and sit at their, they always sat at the same table at lunch. She's like, go sit with them. And I remember she just made that suggestion and I literally felt sick to my stomach and it just felt super scary. But I, I, I appreciated the fact of connecting with your coworkers. So instead I ended up um, getting into running because they were all into running and that was something that I felt comfortable getting into and chatting with them with that. So you really want to um, tailor the advice, the information that you get so it's authentic to who you really are. So as you're asking questions of your different people you're looking to have support you, pay attention to how you're feeling and make your decisions based off of that. When I got matched up with Sheila, she ended up, you know, I'm sure you, I imagine that maybe for you, maybe you've had mentors or people that you've worked with that you met and it wasn't a fit and the relationship kind of faded away. And if you think about the relationships that, that were most supportive, I'm willing to bet that something about them felt really right from the very beginning. And you might not have been able to say why, but it really, you, you felt a connection to this person. So pay attention to that. Because the thing is that when you are succeeding with soul, it's not just the, what you're seeing at the surface. You know, it's not just the person who's going to be able to help you with this information, but you are connecting with someone who can guide you, who's, who can be a part of your life for a, a different kind of reason. You heard um, in the interview with Kalina how when we connected, you know, she was my coach and she was also the feng shui consultant. But when she was coaching me, we came into each other's lives and it was mutually beneficial. So there's going to be something as you are rising up to accomplish your next goal. And when, as you are dwelling on your dream, that's going to have a big effect or that's going to bring in people into your life who are going to help you with just more than you achieving your goal. You know, something bigger is going to happen. Can't tell you what it is because it's different for everyone and you don't really know sometimes until after the fact. But as long as you dwell on the dream and not the dread and pay attention to what you are feeling as you are adding people to your sex, your success team, you're going to be doing awesome. You will find the right people and you will be able to succeed with soul. Dwell on the dream, not the dread, because you deserve to live the life of your dreams filled with joy, love, laughter, woohoos, and yeehaws. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And this is a quote from Jim Rohn. So surround yourself with the people who dwell in the dream, not the dread, so you can have the best possible time living your best life. This is Natasha signing off the Succeed with Soul podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you liked what I shared with you, please leave a review and a comment on iTunes. I would really appreciate it. 
And if you have questions about dwelling on your dream, not the dread, tag me in the Succeed with Soul Facebook group and I'll get you back on track. Remember, you always have a choice about how you create your success. I'm here to help you succeed with soul so you can be more than your job title. Until next time, succeed with soul, lead, love, and live on your terms. 